Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 2 Chronicles chapter 33. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 55 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the detestable practices of the nations that the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places his father Hezekiah had demolished. He also erected altars to the Baals and made Asherah poles. He bowed down to all of the starry hosts and worshipped them. He built altars in the temple of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, My name will remain in Jerusalem forever. In both courts of the temple of the Lord, he built altars to all of the starry hosts. He sacrificed his children in the fire in the valley of Ben-Hinnom, practiced divination and witchcraft, sought omens, and consulted mediums and spiritists. He did much evil in the eyes of the Lord, arousing his anger. He took the image he had made and put it in God's temple, of which God had said to David and to his son Solomon, In this temple and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. I will not again make the feet of the Israelites leave the land that I assigned to your ancestors, if only they will be careful to do everything I commanded them concerning all of the laws, decrees, and regulations given through Moses. But Manasseh led Judah and all of the people of Jerusalem astray, so that they did more evil than the nations the Lord had destroyed before the Israelites. The Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they paid no attention. So the Lord brought against them the army commanders of the king of Assyria, who took Manasseh prisoner, put a hook in his nose, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon. In his distress, he sought the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his ancestors. And when he prayed to him, the Lord was moved by his entreaty and listened to his plea. So he brought him back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord is God. Afterward, he rebuilt the outer wall of the city of David, west of the Gion Spring in the valley, as far as the entrance of the fish gate and encircling the hill of Ophel. He also made it much higher. He stationed military commanders in all of the fortified cities in Judah. He got rid of the foreign gods and removed the image from the temple of the Lord, as well as all the altars he had built on the temple hill and in Jerusalem, and he threw them out of the city. He restored the altar of the Lord and sacrificed fellowship offerings and thank offerings on it, and told Judah to serve the Lord, the God of Israel. The people, however, continued to sacrifice at the high places, but only to the Lord their God. The other events of Manasseh's reign, including his prayer to his God, and the words the seers spoke to him in the name of the Lord, the God of Israel, are written in the annals of the kings of Israel. His prayer and how God was moved by his entreaty, as well as all of his sins and unfaithfulness, and the sites where he built high places and set up Asherah poles and idols before he humbled himself, all these are written in the records of the seers. Manasseh rested with his ancestors and was buried in his palace, and Ammon, his son, succeeded him as king. Ammon was 22 years old when he became king. 
and he reigned in Jerusalem for two years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, as his father Manasseh had done. Ammon worshipped and offered sacrifices to all the idols Manasseh had made. But unlike his father Manasseh, he did not humble himself before the Lord. Ammon increased his guilt. Ammon's officials conspired against him and assassinated him in his palace. Then the people of the land killed all who had plotted against King Ammon, and they made Josiah, his son, king in his place. And so rapid um, fire, we have King Manasseh, then we have his son Ammon reigning, and then the chapter ends with Ammon's uh, son Josiah coming to the throne. And we'll pick up on Josiah in the next chapter. But first, Manasseh. Manasseh was only 12 years old when he became the king of Judah. Imagine being a ruling monarch at age 12. And he ruled for 55 years. And so the man um, that would make him 67 years old at the end of his reign, he was probably the very worst of Judah's kings, probably the most evil, probably the worst. Let me read from verse 2 and following some of the wicked things that he did. So he did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the detestable practices of the nations that the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places his father Hezekiah had demolished. He also erected altars to the Baals and made Asherah poles. He bowed down to the starry host and worshipped them. That's the moon, uh, the sun, the stars, the starry host. He built altars in the temple of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, My name will remain in Jerusalem forever. In both courts of the temple of the Lord, he built altars to the starry host. And then verse 6, perhaps the worst of all, he sacrificed his children in the fire in the valley of Ben-Hinnom. Uh, that valley, I've been to that valley, and uh, there are lots of um, uh, Molech idols, uh, small portable Molech idols that have been unearthed in that valley. Molech required child sacrifice. He practiced divination and witchcraft. He sought omens. He consulted mediums and spiritists. He did much evil, arousing the Lord's anger. And uh, so he, he desecrated the temple of God and, and um, did many, many other evil things, seeking false gods. And he led Israel astray. But the Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, and they, um, they ignored him. So the Lord brought against them the army commanders of the king of Assyria, who took Manasseh prisoner and um, put him in bronze shackles and took him to Babylon. And verse 12, remarkably, in his distress, he sought the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his ancestors. And so um, uh, you may have heard of jailhouse conversions. Perhaps um, this was a, an early example of a jailhouse conversion. He was in shackles, and uh, he recognized his folly and asked the Lord to have mercy on him. But he genuinely prayed to the Lord. He, um, verse 13 says, when he prayed, the Lord was moved by his prayer and listened to his plea. And so this, um, this prayer of Manasseh, it is not in the canon of Scripture, but there is a document among the uh, the documents of the Apocrypha, known as the prayer of Manasseh. It is very ancient. Uh, perhaps it is indeed the prayer that he prayed or uh, something similar to the prayer he prayed. I don't know. But it's well worth reading. I'm not saying it should be in the Bible. But whatever the case, Manasseh did pray from his heart, and God listened to him. And so God returned him to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. And uh, he worshiped the Lord for whatever years he had left. He tried to um, make restitution getting rid of the foreign gods and removing the images from the Lord's temple and the altars and and uh, doing all these things. But 
Sadly, Judah continued to follow after idolatry. When Manasseh repented, Judah did not repent. In verse 21, Ammon, his son, comes to power. He um, uh, reigns in Jerusalem for two years. He also was very wicked, and some of his uh, court officials conspired against him and assassinated him. It's a very, very sad end. So there's a lot more about Manasseh in the book of 2 Kings, if you'd like to read about Manasseh. Uh, It's generally believed, this is extra-biblical, that he actually had the prophet Isaiah killed, that he sawed him in half. In the New Testament, there's a reference in Hebrews chapter 11 to um, uh, faithful men that were sawn in half. And some believe that it's alluding to what Manasseh did to Isaiah the prophet. And so much, much evil was done by this man. However, when he repented, the Lord forgave him and he was restored. Friends, perhaps you've gone astray. Perhaps there are things in your life that are are out of the Lord's will, maybe genuinely evil, like in the case of this Manasseh. Maybe you've sought after um, spiritists. Maybe you've sought after the horoscope. Maybe you've sought after witches and witchcraft and signs and idols. God knows. Maybe you've just turned your affection to sins that you know are out of the Lord's will. Friends, if the Lord will forgive Manasseh, he will forgive you. And so just ask him now. Just say, Lord, I recognize my sin. I ask you, Lord, to forgive my sin. Give me grace to live for you and to not sin again. In Jesus' name, I repent, and I ask that you would cleanse me of all guilt now. Bless you, Lord, and thank you for your forgiveness. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.